Hi everybody, welcome to the very second episode of Life-Changing Conversations with me, Neil Shah. Uh, I'm really excited to share this one with you. This was recorded at VegFest uh, a couple of months ago with the founders and directors of Happy Cow. Uh, it was Eric Brent and Ken Spector. And this was just off the back of them winning an award on stage for the wonderful work that they're doing with Happy Cow. If you've not come across it before, it's a wonderful resource for vegans and vegetarians. It's essentially a vegan and vegetarian restaurant and food outlet finder, which has thousands of global locations and it's been a godsend for me ever since going vegan i used to struggle finding places to eat when i travel for work and i travel extensively for work and the great thing about this app is you literally just put in your location and you hit restaurant find and it will come up with options in your vicinity that you can uh, you know ensure that you get food that meets your dietary requirements and I've actually discovered some incredible places like the Deaf Blind Institute in Manchester and an incredible restaurant when I was out in Poland and um, there's some, some wonderful vegan restaurants in Munich of all places, which I didn't really expect to find, uh, which was serving Bavarian vegan food of all things. So I, I'm going to encourage you to have a look at that because as I said, like you, you know, I'm sure you're going to find it as useful as I did. We conducted the interview sat on a crate behind the 222 Veggie Vegan Food Stand at VegFest. And this one is also in support of Veganuary. And there is a bit of a cameo from Matthew Glover, one of the co-founders of Veganuary within the, within the podcast itself. So look out for that. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoy making it. Hey everyone, it's Neil Shah from Life Changing Conversations. And today I'm at VegFest, VegFest UK. It's one of the largest vegan food festivals in the UK. Um, as you probably already know, I've been vegan for three years, uh, extremely passionately so. And one of the things that really helped me when I first went vegan was um, an app that I came across that helped me to locate vegan food outlets in different parts of the world. Now, I travel regularly. Uh, the consultancy side of my organization means that I travel two to three days a week, spending time in different cities around Europe, around Middle East, around Africa, in the States. And if it wasn't for Happy Cow, I think I would really have struggled to be able to find good places to eat. And I'm quite literally backstage. I'm sat behind the 222 Veggie Vegan food stand on a crate with the founders of Happy Cow. I'm with um, Ken and and Ken and Eric um, and these guys are literally just off the back of winning an award which I'm sure they're going to tell us about they look absolutely knackered I empathize with them and I'm so grateful they've taken a little bit of time to, to, to talk to us so firstly guys do you want to just tell us what is Happy Cow for the people that don't know yeah Happy Cow is the world's largest vegan and vegetarian restaurant guide and health food store guide okay uh, it also consists of social media channels it also consists of our, our YouTube channel as well as social media. Mm -hmm. It's the place where people go to find vegan and vegetarian food anywhere in the world, over 186 countries around the world. And it's really that simple. Wow. Yeah. No, I know I've been to some pretty random places mm -hmm. like Romania and Estonia. And thinking, I have too. <laughs> and thinking to myself, I'm not going to be able to find anything. Yes. And I've been absolutely amazed to be able to find some absolutely great places. Now, obviously, this is a wonderful resource that I know a lot of my vegan friends absolutely rely on. What's behind this? Why did you set this up? Well, actually, Eric over here set up Happy Cow way back in 1999. There was a need for it. There was a need for finding a place online to find vegan food or vegan restaurants that was updated regularly. 
and it just didn't exist. Mm -hmm. So it was invented out of a necessity to, for people who are vegan, like ourselves, to find vegan food around the world. And from my understanding, you've been vegan for what, 25 20, years? 26 years. 26 yeah. years, incredible. What about you, Eric? 27. 27. I've been vegan for three years, yeah. and I found that the world has changed dramatically in the last three years in terms of availability of products and access to foods, and there seems to be a new vegan restaurant opening up in London every day. Literally, literally, there are now, I, I don't know how many there are today, but about two weeks ago, we found that London was the first city on Happy Cow to break a record uh, of 100 vegan-only restaurants, 103 vegan-only restaurants in London on Happy Cow right now. So this is incredible, and obviously yeah. my understanding is veganism is the fastest growth movement on the planet today. It certainly seems that way. But talk to me about when you guys set up. Like 26, 27 years ago, I'm under the impression there may not have been a huge demand for this or... I so saw it, you on the vegan cruise, oh. actually. And this is interesting. We're sat here having this conversation. No, no, Matt, come over. And who walks over but Matt Glover from Veganuary? So I right. was just recording a podcast for Life Changing Conversations. Grab a seat. I've got all. How did he find us back here? <laughs> We've got all the vegan movers yeah. and shakers here. So these guys are just telling us what inspired and motivated them to set up Happy Cow. It'd be great for you to join in this conversation because we're just yeah, talking about sort of where we are and where we go, and also the people behind all these incredible movements that are literally kind of changing the face of the planet as we speak. No. So you were just saying, sort of, you know, 26 years ago when this wasn't even a thing. You... Well, oh, oh, well, 26 years ago was when I became vegan, but the site was started nine, uh, about 17 or 18 years ago, 1999. Okay. So 26 years ago, yeah, uh, that was uh, there was no World Wide Web the way sure. we know it. I remember going on in college, but uh, it was it was like text-based at that time, so there really wasn't a need for it perhaps then. But uh, 1999, there became a need for it. Okay, and. What was your inspiration? Why did you suddenly think to yourself, I need to set up a resource for people to find vegan restaurants? Eric. Yeah, I mean, that was a couple reasons. I was traveling, so after college, I traveled 15 years straight, over 50 countries, and I always had trouble finding food. Like, every country I went to, it was the same problem. Like, there's no, I'd sometimes look in phone books or ask people, like, and you, you run around all day, walking around the city trying to find a place to eat. And it, it was very difficult. And the second reason really was uh, after the internet sort of came to start and I kind of saw there are places to list things. I had a friend who had a restaurant in Bangkok. Her name's Mike Kaidi. She's a wonderful vegan restaurant and they're in the US too. And I wanted to help her. She was actually just in an alleyway pushing a food cart that was vegan. And I wanted to like get the word out about her. So finally, after a year, when she had a physical location, I tried to get her listed online. Mm. And I, there wasn't a website for it. And I sat around on this idea for a really long time. Nobody was doing it. And after about a year of contemplating, and I was living in India, had a ton of free time, and just decided I'm going to go ahead and try and do this myself, even though I knew nothing about websites, nothing about... I had a background of, of coding a little bit from a year in college, but had no idea what I was getting into. And that's that's how it started. I just threw it online. So it's obviously now you guys are Happy Cow full time, but what's your background? What did you do before you got into Happy Cow? What did you do? Well, but, before um, I was doing actually a couple of things. I was designing websites and uh, designing graphics, and I was also interviewing celebrities on camera. I thought you were a bit of a DJ. Yeah, and I also have done, and I still am, an FM radio DJ. So, Excellent. Yeah, you know. from my understanding, your first interview was on a BBC station? When I was... And my producer's uh, done her research. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, you know, when I was 
I think I was 13 years old. It was BBC Stoke on Trent. It was the first time I was actually on the radio. Fantastic. I, I mean, I can't say it was, I don't even know what it was. I remember I was just, I was doing something in the radio studio and I was put on the radio and I was so excited. So it was BBC Stoke on Trent. I don't even know if that exists still. Yeah. So as part of my prep, she sent me interviews of you interviewing Moby and all oh, these other. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, these other interesting Very characters. Very cool. So, so, so obviously you were kind of in the entertainment sort of sector yes. and in this kind of yes, field yes. already. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was doing interviews and you know, I, it was really interesting. I guess one of the greatest moments that I've had with Happy Cow was when I got a chance to interview Matt Damon about veganism. Wow. You know, sort of combining. Is he he's not. Okay. But you can see the interview on the YouTube channel, the Happy Cow YouTube I'll channel. Check it out. But sort of combining the talents that, that I built up over the years and then combining it with veganism to get the word out, you know, to let people Absolutely. know that people are thinking about this and every little spoke on the wheel helps. Totally, and again, like, you know, I've been vegan for three years, I'm extremely passionate about it. My yeah. background, I do a lot of radio and television work, so it's amazing to be able to use your platform sure. for something that you personally care about. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. What did can you I, do before? Can I just put in sure. and just yeah, say, yeah, I mean, Happy Cow, what these guys do is amazing. Uh, it's the go-to place if ever you need to find a restaurant, obviously, so I use it and everybody does. Um, we always recommend it when, when people on Veganuary, you just need to go to Happy Cow. And I just wanted to say one other thing, because I'm going to leave you guys, is we've got a new book coming out, How to Go Vegan. And we mentioned Happy Cow in the eating out section as, you know, I mean, we give a bit of advice on what to do in ethnic restaurants and, and what have you. But if, you, if you're traveling the world, you need to use Happy Cow. No, well, we got you here, man. Okay. The, you, you know, Veganuary has gone from strength to strength. The first year I was vegan, obviously, is when we first connected and we yeah. started speaking at that point. It was a thing, but it was nothing like what it is now. Like this year, we've been ab advertised on the tube, and like you know, it's like literally like every second person seems to know about Veganuary. And I obviously know that Happy Cow has been a massive resource for people to be able to understand how to eat out, and obviously recommendations if you're in a high street chain, what kind of food that you can access to. Yeah. So tell us about what you're doing, and, and, and you know, obviously the, the inspiration you've drawn from the guys, uh, the work the guys doing here as well. Yeah, so it's a simple concept. You know, we looked at it and thought, well, um, we think pledges are going to work, and which would be the best month. Uh, we'll January in terms of New Year's resolutions and uh, people have eaten too much food at Christmas and what have you and we wanted to do something to help animals and going vegan was the obvious thing so we had vegan in January and, and it's a bit contrived but we knitted it together and had this really weird word Veganuary and uh, yeah we, we, we launched it uh, January 2014 we had 3,300 people took part um, and then roughly it's, it's doubling or slightly doubling every year uh, since then. So January just gone, we had 60,000 people sign up on our website. We're looking for 150,000 this year, 300,000 you know, the next year. We've worked it out, if we keep on at this rate of growth, then in 2028, everybody in the world will be doing Veganuary. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave you with that thought, Neil. Big up, nice. <laughs> uh -huh. so, sorry to I'm going to get you course. for a separate podcast right. later, but thank you. Thanks All for right, popping thank over. You. Cool, thank you. See you later. So what about you? What did you do before? Um, yeah, so like I said, I just finished college and then traveled. So I was traveling 15 years. I did what I could. I did uh, taught English in Taiwan. I had an import business from Asia, and I also did massage therapy. Wow, okay, so you've got quite an eclectic background. And what inspired you guys to go vegan? So I had been uh, raised on terrible food till I was 19 years old. Went to college in Santa Cruz to uh, UCSC. And some friends uh, said we're going for a veggie burger. The place was called McDarma's with the golden marches, <laughs> but with the, like, the killing, cow, killing the cow uh, crossed out. And I was resistant to do it. I ended up going and took a bite into the first vegan burger I ever had. 
and realized where my food came from. And after that first bite, I never ate meat again. It took about a year till I fully became vegan. Going to Asia, I went through China, and, um, and it just like made making the connection. There was there weren't advocates, and there weren't there wasn't a vegan or mm. like you know people explaining how to do it. And uh, I didn't know all these connections, but having known them, uh, as soon as I figured it out, I've been vegan. And that's an interesting point, Eric, because these days veganism to a certain degree has become quite fashionable. We've got a lot of celebrities going vegan. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but it's making it more accessible. You know, you've got Beyonce with her food deliveries and all the rest of it, and the professional athletes are going vegan. And I, I think for a lot of people that they're kind of, you know, they're looking at other people who are going vegan and, and, and following in the footsteps. I'm hoping this isn't a short-lived path because my reasons for going vegan were very, very different. I ate meat my whole life and then met a shaman, did uh, a sacred medicine ceremony with uh, a, you know, some South American kind of sacred plants and literally saw the light and never ate meat again. Didn't decide to go vegan, veganism chose me if that makes sense. It was a spiritual enlightenment for want of a better description. But as I said, like, what we're noticing is more and more people kind of getting drawn to this lifestyle because it's cool and it's fashionable yeah. and you know, every other new restaurant is vegan and that kind of thing. And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, the information has become really accessible. There are so many documentaries that have been out which showcase what actually is going on. The, you know, the, it actually shows the glass walls and what goes be behind these closed doors or these once closed doors. And it's, uh, it's traumatic. I mean, it really is. And the truth is traumatic with, with the factory farming. And I think that in combination of other movies, I know Patrick Baboumian has spoke today. Yeah. He's got a movie coming out called Game Changers. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the reasons I found that a lot of men don't want to become vegan, they think they're going to get skinny and they're going to lose weight and their muscle mass. So again, it's, it's all about the spokes of the wheel. You have some people that become vegan because of the information about animal factory farming. Other people become vegan because they find out that someone like Patrick Baboumian can lift 550 kilos above his head 35 feet. So, and everybody's got their own reason for going a vegan. For myself, uh, I became vegan, I, it was 26 years ago. I just read a book called Fit for Life in a bookstore and I had already stopped eating most meat anyway, but it just made sense, you know, don't eat, don't eat anything but fruit in the morning because you're dehydrated and figured I'm, I already love animals, why not try this? And I did and it, I, I never looked back. I think we're hitting a really critical point right now as I keep up on the latest uh, vegan news. Mm. You know, even uh, uh, there's fast food chains that are multinational that are now adding vegan, not vegetarian, but vegan burgers to their menus. I've heard McDonald's are launching a vegan burger. Uh, yeah. It, I wasn't sure if I was happy or disgusted with yeah, that. Yeah, well, well <laughs> the real story is they're launching a vegan burger at a Tempeh Finland McDonald's, one McDonald's. So for me, they're using it as a marketing ploy yeah. because you know if you if there's an article McDonald's offers vegan burger all you have to offer it is in one place you know in Tempe Day, Finland and that suddenly you have a marketing story yeah. as well as I'm trying to think there's other ones that are like that too they're just adding one oh Starbucks just added vegan cupcakes but it's in one Starbucks mm -hmm. you know what about all the rest of the Starbucks are they testing it or are they just using it as a marketing vehicle I still say support your vegan restaurants first no absolutely and I think there's, there's so many kind of homegrown kind of opportunities out there to be able to access, you know, like these, these guys with 222 Veggie yeah. Vegan and all the wonderful, incredible restaurants that are popping up all over the world and in some of the most random places. Oh, yes. Warsaw and Poland. Yes. Like I really didn't, I've been to Berlin so yes. many times for yeah. work in Warsaw thinking I'm not gonna be able to find anything and actually found it was probably richer for vegan options than Berlin is. Yeah, 43 vegan restaurants, two vegan sushi restaurants that are absolutely phenomenal wow. and they're inexpensive. You know, there's Lottie is compared to the Euro, you have uh, you can get incredible food over there for, for very little money. So that
that makes it really appealing. And all of the restaurants in Warsaw, are, there are 43 vegan restaurants, all the vegan wow. restaurants are within about two square miles of each other, or less, about one and a half square miles. So, so what is your favorite vegan city on the planet? Right now, it's, it's, you know, London is definitely coming up there quickly because I'm just finding so many, I had a fantastic breakfast this morning at uh, L- Lamb and something? Wolf and Lamb. Wolf and Lamb, it was really great. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a place, uh, Picky Wops, yeah, it's amazing. I, I, you know, I love this city, but in writing this article, we put together the top list and the number one city that we, we ended up choosing was Berlin. Um, Berlin. I agree with that. 55 vegan restaurants, um, they're really good vegan restaurants, but it's getting it's getting more competitive. The competition is heating up. London is certainly heating up. Poland or Warsaw is heating up. Berlin, um, and then you have New York. New York as well. Yeah. Can't miss out on New York. So my favorite vegan city right now, I'm gonna have to say, I, I'm gonna have to say, still Warsaw. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because in Warsaw, you can walk to two vegan sushi places within about 10 minutes, and I love that. You can literally Amazing. just walk to all the vegan restaurants around the city. Just get a place right in that, the heart of that area, and you're there. London, it's a little bit more tricky. You have to take the tube all over the place. But as far as food quality goes, it's getting really close. And that's one of the things I found is obviously cities like London and Berlin, where the, the, the kind of vegan community is starting to mature. Yeah. The quality of the food and the quality of the restaurants is significantly improving. There are a couple of restaurants in London, like you know, Pharmacy, yeah. um, Mana, Nama. The, the, the quality of the food is incredible. Now, you know, obviously, there's lots of places where you can get kind of vegan cafe type options. Yes, yes. But now we're getting fine dining options. Oh, fine dining options. You know what else is, I find is unique? Just getting off of the subway, you're so likely to find a vegan option or vegan food that actually says vegan on it here. And uh, I find that amazing. You know, just traveling around the tubes, I've seen so many vegan options. I had a, a vegan, um, like a hot pocket at a, it was around London Bridge Station. And they have all these pockets, they all have meat pockets, but they have these, uh, these, these, this vegan pocket it was delicious. So, you know, even just finger food and being able to get something quickly, London has it down right now. What about the most random place that you come across a vegan restaurant? Oh, I can tell you that one. <laughs> yeah, that's so a big, the biggest, one of the biggest surprises for me, and I did a video about this, I had not intended to do a video in Uruguay, but I did. Now, Uruguay, just to let you know, has surpassed Argentina as the number one beef capital in the world. Okay. okay? It's a meat capital. And uh, it was a place called Liquido y, y Wraps, I think, okay? And I did a video about that. It was amazing. It, it, this guy basically makes his bread by hand, his meats by hand, everything, all his vegan meats by hand. And it was absolutely delicious. It was just, it was just random to have, find a vegan restaurant of that caliber in Uruguay. So that's probably, probably my, my number one. I'm trying to think if there's any others that are out there that are strange. I mean, oh, in Moldova. I went to Moldova just because none of my friends had ever been there and I wanted to be the first of my friends to go to Moldova because it was sort of uncharted territory. But they had a delicious raw food restaurant there that was absolutely amazing. So that was pretty random because I just don't know too many people. Have you been to Moldova before? I haven't known. Yeah, I've Eric never had a call either. to. Yeah, yeah it's no not one, one of those places you'd go that to. That was a really interesting place to find a vegan, or it was a vegetarian restaurant. So here's one for you. I went to Malta earlier this year. I've been to Malta many times. Well, Malta. We yeah. were just in Malta two weeks ago. So I went for the first time as a vegan in July this year. Yeah. Uh, and I was with a friend. It was her birthday. It was a special birthday. So I was looking for a place to go. And we're both vegan. Uh, and we found this restaurant. Well, I found this restaurant uh, a couple of weeks in advance. Apparently, it's the best restaurant on Malta. Uh-huh. But it's a steak and seafood restaurant. Okay. So I got in touch with them. And I was like, look, we're coming. We're both vegans. Can you help? Yeah. 
and they were amazing and honestly today in the three years I've been vegan the best vegan meal I have ever had was there was in a steak and seafood restaurant wow. and they literally pulled out the stops the chef basically came and talked to us at the end yes. and he said I love the opportunity to have a challenge and be creative with food wow. and I think one of the lessons I've learned is yes obviously it's great to have restaurants that are advertising that they can do vegan of course and vegetarian options but I've also found that there are a lot of particularly good restaurants and hotels that if you contact them in advance, yes. they will absolutely accommodate. And yep. I found some incredible places purely by chance, just by getting in touch and being nice. Yes. You know, yes. You, you know, one of the things I've learned about being vegan, the nicer you are, the more people are going to look after you exactly. and accommodate to your needs. Exactly. Yeah, there was actually an article about that. Um, it was at 26% of people in the UK will not become vegan because they don't like vegans. Yes. Yeah. So I thought, you know, what are we doing? Let's be nicer to people so they'll you know, become vegan, maybe. And, and here's something for you. I get attacked a lot by okay. vegans, uh, by what I would call the, the, the vegan Nazis. Okay. Uh, because I'm about love and peace to all creatures, not okay. just animals, humans as well. Right. Regardless of your choices in life. I believe that everyone, given love, support, compassion, and education, yes. will make better choices in life. I found actually attacking people for their choices usually results in going in the other direction. So wait, you're attacked for your viewpoint? I'm attacked because I'm what's described as an apologetic vegan because I don't attack people that aren't vegan. I try and encourage and show them how they can lead a better lifestyle sure. rather than you're a bastard because you eat meat. Well, again, the 26% of people in the UK are not becoming vegan because of because people like exactly. this. Exactly. I think we have to work on that. Absolutely, because my belief is actually if you attack non-vegans you're causing more harm and suffering to animals because yes, I totally agree <laughs> totally agree I think there needs to be a new era of love and compassion oh to yeah non-vegans yeah. sure sure and you know the other thing I speak about I speak around the world about veganism uh, about happy cow and veganism and vegan trends and whatnot one thing that I'm noticing these days is just all these vegan meat analog products and these these vegan cheeses which we see so many today at the yeah, show my for sure. god I bought so some. Many, yeah vegan cheeses vegan meats and they and, taste like cheese they yes. taste like meat yes and you know someone had mentioned in toronto veg fest a couple of months ago when i was there that if the animal rights thing really really worked if people really truly dearly cared about animals wouldn't we have like 90% of people would be vegan 100 you know 98% and maybe the two that just don't care about anyone or anything mm. But it, it hasn't worked perhaps as quickly as it should have. So what, he, what this gentleman said is the next phase, which I sort of believe in, is you know price, quality, and convenience. So literally just swapping out vegan or, or meat products with 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 meat products that taste or, or vegan products that taste like meat, right. cheese products that taste like cheese. Absolutely. And I realize you know just dealing with someone like my dad who's rather stubborn about the whole vegan thing. If, if they if they like it, it's inexpensive and it's conveniently found. Why not? And you can't tell the difference. That's right. You, you know, like Beyond Meat. You know, they're coming into the UK next year, which yep. I'm really excited about. Yep. I've had their burger in in New York. Yeah. And it's 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 incredible that you can have something which actually. It's very difficult to tell the difference That's between right. that and the real thing. That's right. And Leonardo DiCaprio just inv invested, invested in, in Beyond, in Beyond Meat. Meat. Yeah, no, absolutely. But there's also their competitor, Impossible Burger. And yeah. these are, you know, these are getting to the point where they're so believable that, uh, you know, as, as a vegan of 26 years, when I bite into it, I think, boy, you know, this is absolutely. this is going back to my where, where I came from. And then you've got Hampton Creek and all these other That's incredible right. companies that are doing such incredible things. And I think. The more we can make it easier for people to transition of yes. uh, an animal-based diet, yes. the better gains that we're going to get in terms of being able to move towards that world where we no longer need to consume animal products. Absolutely, and the acceleration is tremendous right now. I feel like we're in this, this on the top of the wave, and it's just, it's you know, it's really amazing to be in this time.
So guys, the, the, the one thing I really do want to ask you, obviously our whole podcast is about life-changing moments. Yeah. Now, pretty much every single incredible, inspirational person I've come across that is doing something to literally change the world for the better mm-hmm. has had a story. There is some kind of backstory. And I'm pretty sure, given what you do now, given the fact that you are literally redefining the way that people are able to access you know, vegan options and, and, and literally kind of raising the platform for veganism, you guys have probably had, and I'm sure you have had, some kind of a life-changing moment. I was, um, I was a nervous kid, and I remember giving um, oral reports, you know, having to get up in front of a classroom of students and actually talk about anything. It didn't make a difference what it was, just the thought of public speaking was terrifying, absolutely terrifying to me. Well, I ended up, um, I moved to Los Angeles when I was around 24 years old, and I remember I was um, representing, I, I make a long story short because it's quite a long story, but I was representing some writers, some directors, and I, I represented this post-production house. Uh, they were doing a big movie, and I interviewed the guy. Um, I interviewed him. It took us maybe 20 times because we were both nervous. It was on an audio recorder, and at the time, I, was, um, I had a friend at Hollywood.com, and at Hollywood.com, they were sort of marketing movies. And he heard, somebody at that Hollywood.com heard my, my interview and said, Ken, you know, maybe we could work together and do something. And I was terrified. I thought, oh, just the thought of doing, you know, public broadcasting was terrifying to me. Well, he sent me off to interview one uh, uh, a celebrity. He wasn't a big celebrity at the time. His name was Ed Burns. He doesn't do much now, but he's, yeah, yeah you know who that is. So I interviewed him. That was my first celebrity interview. But I was sent off to Las Vegas soon thereafter. And... Um, to make a really long story short, I ended up interviewing about 40 celebrities in three days live, and there were probably 10,000 viewers. Wow. And I had never done anything like this before. I had a breakdown a week after I did this. It was just, it was just too much. You know, I, my knees were shaking. I have not watched the videos to these days <laughs> because it's, it just, I just can't. I can't yet. I, when I'm older, I'll watch these videos. But it was, it was terrifying. And after that. I started to be able to speak in front of people and it just made me more comfortable in terms of speaking. So that made a major difference in my life and it made things just, you know, made things a lot easier to be able to change things. Incredible. Eric, what was your life changing moment? I know you're tired, we're gonna yeah. let you lie down again in a minute. The truth is I like I really don't feel I have one like this, like like you guys are talking about. For me, I started the site and I became vegan. It was very natural. It was just like it felt like Things were, the universe was conspiring. It was just an un- unraveling of like what I'm supposed to be doing. And there were many years that went by where I did Happy Cow as best I could. And I, I've worked other jobs. I've never relied on it for an income. So uh, there's times when my family, everybody was saying just, you know, when are you going to give that up? You, you know, you're not going anywhere with that. And, but for me, it was a passion and it just felt right to be doing. And I think that from a very early age, I, I did have a sense of following my heart. And that's, uh, for me, the cow's been, there's so much love in it, and I just feel really blessed to be where I am with it, and it's, it's a great time right now. And, and I think there are literally millions of people around the world that are, are happy and blessed that you followed your calling, because you've made a difference for a lot of people in terms of being able to access vegan options when they travel. Thank you. What's the future then? After spending as much time as we have in London, we're realizing that there are so many vegan restaurants that are opening up, we, we both envision one day where this could perhaps be the, the vegan restaurant guide, you know, down the line, where it could really focus in on what we really stand for. 
Um, for now, um, there are veg options on the site, which could be removed, but there are a lot of places in the world that don't have veg options. But the landscape is really changing, and we're changing with the landscape. We're, we're, we could break down Happy Cow into healthy vegan options, less healthy, you know, fried, and I mean, you can, you can get more specific about things. Um, that would be, you know, that's one way about going about doing it. But we're sort of figuring out what we're going to be doing into the future. You know, we're doing more media, you know, I'm doing speeches now, we're doing videos, we're, we're promoting veganism around the world with social media, and we're gonna continue to do that to try to basically help as many people as possible to become vegan into the future. Yeah, we're really strongly focused on mobile and mobile first, and the phone apps are constantly being updated. Um, that's like a huge focus right now. There's a lot of functionality we still want to put into them. And there's other parts of the site where we've, um, we've started processes of adding other things like vegan product reviews, and we've, we're kind of thinking these things through. Another big thing is like we've been discussing is, is whether or not and how to add in all the chain restaurants because it is an issue. Mm. Uh, there are places like, uh, of course, um, ZZ's or ZZ's, other, other places here. And there. There's just so many locations, like for instance in Israel, every Domino's I think has vegan pizza. So, wow. okay. And there's like hundreds. So do we list them all or not? How do we do it? We're working on the technology to make it easy for people to filter that stuff in and out. And um, yeah, and just overall, just creating an easier, a better, more superior product for people to be able to find vegan food. Amazing. And is there any chance that we're going to have like the Michelin star equivalent, maybe the Happy Cow star or something where we're going to be able to grade and rate restaurants? Well, the, one of the reasons why we haven't gone, done as much as we can, uh, as much as we believe that we could be able to do, and one of the reasons why Happy Cow perhaps hasn't grown as much is we're, we're doing this out of passion. Each restaurant that's submitted is hand-picked to go on to Happy Cow. It's reviewed by hand. So we don't have the financial capacity at this point to be able to do what Google is doing, for example, with restaurants. Mm. So we're just not at that point. Um, we would love to do something like that. Um, we would love, there's so many things we would love to do. We'll try to find ways of doing them, but that sounds like a, you know, a great idea. And we have thought of things like that, doing you know, restaurant reviews around the world where we pick the top 20 and then we travel to them, we give awards away. That, all that costs money. And so we're trying to keep, we're trying to do things sort of um, economically speaking, we're trying to do things that make sense economically for us and for Happy Cow. Well, we've got a pretty diverse listener base, so if any of our listeners are listening and you want to help out, get in touch with the yeah. guys at Happy Cow. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I've always felt like I'm open to collaboration. I'd love to, if somebody's thinking about, they have an idea and they're, they're thinking like they're going to do it themselves, I, it would be great to approach us first, see if there's a way we could collaborate mm -hmm. before you're starting something that may be like a duplicate resource. And I've always felt that the people that have come in from other places have, um, brought great skills and, and it's something I'm always looking to do is to bring in other people. We, we love to get suggestions. And we love it. You know what guys, I really respect you saying that because my philosophy to business has always been strength in numbers. We can achieve yes, more absolutely. by collaboration than we can by absolutely, doing it by ourselves. Yes. And if we want to change the world, why not stand arm in arm? Yes. Because ultimately we're still up against the big corporations that are sure. looking to kind of diminish our our capacity so oh, yeah. that they can kind of ensure that we're buying the PepsiCo products or the McDonald's products or yes. whatever else. So yeah, and I absolutely believe that we should be better at collaborating and not keeping our cars so close to our chest. That's right. Yeah, so I really respect you guys for sure. that. So for people to find out more, where do they need to go? 
happycow.com. There are apps available on the iPhone as well as on the Android. There's a free version on the Android. Um, the iPhone costs a little bit of money, but that includes uh, lifetime updates. It's well and, worth um, it. It's well worth yeah. it. Yeah, and then our YouTube channel is just Happy Cow, uh, youtube.com slash Happy Cow. We have our Facebook channel. We have our Instagram. We have our Pinterest. We have, uh, yeah, so we have our social media, our, our, our video media, and then we have our website, and then we have our apps. And then we also have a cookbook, a Happy Cow cookbook as well. Fantastic. Yeah. I shall be getting myself a copy of that. Yeah. Listen, guys, I'm so grateful that you've taken the time. I know you're Thank knackered you. and you've taken the time to sit here on this crate behind yeah. the 222 Veggie Vegan stand. Um, I really wish you all the best. I'm Thank so you. grateful for the work that you guys are doing. Yeah. It's changed my life and I'm sure many of our listeners are, are extremely grateful for the service that you provide. Yeah, Wishing yeah. you the best of luck. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Cheers. And talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Aren't those guys fascinating? The work they're doing is actually making a real difference because the easier it is to find the food options that you need, particularly when you're away from home, the more likely it is that you're gonna stay on course with whatever choices you've made regarding your diet and lifestyle. As ever, if you've enjoyed what you've heard, like the page. Find us on Facebook, hashtag Life Changing Conversations. We've obviously got our podcast channel on SoundCloud. So you know, be sure to share this information, get it out to as many people as possible. Comment as well, join the conversation. We wanna hear your story, your, your experiences. Have you been away to far afield places and found some hidden away wonderful vegan or vegetarian restaurants? Let us know. Um, and you know, if they're not on Happy Cow already, maybe a little bit of a kind of a hint to the guys at Happy Cow and we can get those places listed as well. So always remember, like, comment, share. Hashtag life-changing conversations. Find us on Facebook. See you next time.